chat in life with the Z Farmer. Yeah. <laughs> you are, you're back from Mexico. I'm back. It was Welcome a quick back. trip. <laughs> it was a quick trip. Most of the Mexico trips, at least that's the good thing about Mexico. Oh, God is bless. If, is if you do yes. lose, get out of there. Yes. Thank God. <laughs> I was very grateful for that. Had Made you, it a little less painful. But had you... um. Had you been to La Paz before? No. I love La Paz. It's awesome. I mean, it's one of the most beautiful places I think I've ever been. Hidden gem. So peaceful. Yeah. Like, and it's like not super touristy, but like has a, like you feel safe. Like it was awesome. Yeah. I really liked it. And well, cause you never would have played the Norseca then. Cause the Norseca is bonkers. Really? And it looked like the crowd was good. Yeah. When I was commentating. Yeah. Norseca crowd. You can't, you have to take pictures, sign autographs for 30, 45 minutes really? after you play. And this is just a, you know, a pool play match in a Norseca. Really? What is with the Mexicans? Just loving they their volley. They love beach volleyball. I love that. It's Go so my cool. people. <laughs> <laughs> we had a fun Mexican experience last we did. year. Agua. Yeah. That was different though. Yeah. Different vibe. Very for cool sure. though. Yeah. The event. Super unique yes. to play at a carnival. Yes, to play in a rodeo arena. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, but when they had La Paz on there as an event, as a challenge, I told Try, I was like, you have to go. Like, you guys can't play Miami. Yeah. You, you have to go while you have the chance. Unfortunately, it, he also had a very quick trip. Yeah. <laughs> well, it didn't do me, like, the best, but I don't know. The place itself was, like, beautiful. Jess and I, like, luckily, we're on this, like, we were both really bummed. It was, like, a heartbreaking loss, but... That night, we were just like, we're sitting on the beach, and it's stunning out. It was like kind of hard to be upset. Yeah. So I felt like we both were like, okay, we have we had the next day, and we're like, let's just like enjoy it. And we did, and it was so nice. So that's like when you're like, I love my sport. Yeah. <laughs> that is, I think beach volleyball wins. Beach volleyball maybe like surfing and golf. Yeah. Where you lose, and you're like on the verge of like being really angry and also really wanting to cry, and then you're like, oh. I'm more people go on vacation. Literally. I Yeah. That was me the whole time. I was having this, like, I'm like, I can't be upset right now. Like, you yeah. can't be mad because look at this. Yeah. Like, imagine trying to explain to somebody, like, yeah, I had the worst time on the beach in Mexico. Like, <laughs> it just, like, doesn't work. Like, you got to, like, just suck it up and enjoy it. Just suck it up and enjoy the most yeah. beautiful locations in the world. Yeah, exactly. It's a tough <laughs> life we live. It is. It is cool. It's, it's so tough because losing is awful. Mm-hmm. After me and Jam lost in the qualifier, a couple of people, like just readers or listeners, they asked if we could talk about it on the podcast, like what it is like to lose in a qualifier. And it is just a terrible, it is the terrible worst. thing to do. It, I, yes, I second that. And then, and then, but then you have to be grateful for right. where you are. Right. It's like if I have a bad day in an office, still in an office. Right. If I have a bad day in beach volleyball. You know, I'm complaining about South Beach, Miami. Right. <laughs> it is It is a kind of a, like internal conflict, like I feel like every time. And I think like the more I play, it doesn't get any easier, but you have like a little bit more perspective as to like the highs and lows of the sport because yeah. there's just so many. Yeah. So it's like, okay, this sucks right now, but there's going to be so much other, you know? I don't know. I felt like that was like kind of my rationale trying to convince myself that at least. Well, I, think it's re- <laughs> I think that's a real rationale because... I mean, like a week before we played the qualifier in um, wherever we just were, Miami. Yeah. Yeah, I won a CBVA. And it was right. obviously, and like, it doesn't really matter. Right. But it was cool. Like, we had a really good final with Evan and Logan. Yeah. And it was like a really fun moment. And then you, but you, to get that high, you also have to accept the fact that you're also going to lose in the third set sometimes as well. Yeah. And it's just, it's a balancing act. Do you think that other swords have such high highs and such low lows? 
I was thinking about that because it's such a unique sport. Yeah, it's it's so a partner unique. sport. Yeah, and no other sport really has that unless you like. There's doubles tennis, but I don't know if that's really a close comparison. So you don't have a team to rally around, right? With, to people like because I was thinking about like basketball. Right. Where if you lose, everyone's really bummed, but you're bummed together. Yeah. The morale has got to help. Yeah. But this is, it's just you and your partner. And beach volleyball is such a kind of a blamey sport. Yeah. Well, where, there's only two of you. Yeah. Where your partner's probably pointing the finger and you're probably pointing it back in some way. Right. Or sometimes you just play so bad that you know it's on you and you know your partner I know knows those. it's on you. <laughs> All too well. So it's so, it's such a unique sport. It is. I think the hardest sport I've ever lost in is golf. Golf. Because it's just you. Yeah. And you're stuck. Like, if you're playing bad in beach volleyball, at least, like, you're going to get a quicker death. If you're playing bad in golf, it actually elongates the experience. Oh, my God. That sucks. (laughs) My mom didn't, like, miss getting her tour card by one stroke. And, like, I can't even fathom that. How did it – was that, like, at Q school? Or was that a like a playoff, like yeah. where there's one tournament and yeah. like so yeah, I don't know how exactly it yeah. works, but oh my gosh, like can you imagine that? With that's a low low. Oh, Miss Kim, my Ms. heart. Kim, I know. <laughs> Golf is so gnarly. I okay. The other question, I have three questions for you. Yeah. What is worse, being really short or really tall? I was thinking this today in the gym. It depends what uh, the context, though. Like just in life. In life, I think it's got to be really tall. Really? I mean, how many 60-year-old seven-footers do you see walking around? Oh, that's true. You know? Okay, yeah, well, well. That's a joke that Ryan Darty used to make all the time. Yeah. Like every, every practice that I had with him because I'm just trying to live life as much as I can because oh I don't have a whole lot of time, Trav. Oh, my God. Okay, yeah, right. Good answer. Jesus <laughs> Christ. I didn't even think about that. Okay, my other question is what's worse, minor league baseball or beach volleyball? These are questions I ponder often. So – well, you have a lot of experience in minor league baseball. Right. Me and my brother talk about it all the time. Yeah. And I've read a lot on minor league baseball, and I think it's the worst has got to be minor league baseball. Really? Okay, but they have a schedule. They know yeah. when they're playing, for how long, where, you know, like yeah. they, there's consistency in that sport yeah. at least. There's consistency, but the barrier to entry to the highest level is, is way harder. But you also have like the threshold that you could break into is like, Oh, the rewards are massive. Massive. So yeah. it's like we are like doing this for like minimal, great sport, minimal rewards, yeah. you know? Whereas like they could be like making generational wealth. Yeah. But I think that's also like the that cr- carrot yeah. being dangled is is almost too tempting. Yeah. Because that'll keep you in it for longer. Totally. Whereas in beach volleyball, you look at it. You know, I'm 32, and I'm already like, well, traveling internationally, right. probably done with the world tour right. with the kid coming in a couple right. weeks. And the carrot's just not there for me to continue following right. it as okay, a player. Okay, that's fair. I don't know. We've, we've but, read about it all the yeah, time. Yeah, it's, it's a debate that could go on forever. What does JJ think? He thinks beach volleyball's worth. Really? Worse. Yeah. Just like the, like, a, like the partnership side of things and like... He he also is like just really nice to me, so he could just be telling me that to make me feel better. <laughs> but yeah, he thinks the beach volleyball is worse because he he's like, I know I have this amount of time off. I right. know that I can schedule stuff here. I know like 
you know, what my day looks like. I have people scheduling everything for me. I just show up. Yeah. Like, he's like, you have to, like, buy your flights. And, like, there's so much more to being a professional athlete as a beach volleyball player, I feel yeah. like. that, Especially as a boy who's like him, maybe yeah. it's harder, especially to, for him to fathom doing something like do that. Do you think that the fact that we have to do all that ourselves makes us more fit to be successful at our next pursuit after beach volleyball? Because we've been travel agents we've held ourselves accountable yeah. for everything yeah like we understand that we are working so hard for such little possible returns i think we'd make good employees i think we do too or the worst employees because we're playing beach volleyball because we, we can't get hold of a real job yeah that too that could be i feel like i i'm like i should be a travel agent i've like genuinely considered becoming a travel or like working you'd be a good one because like i am become so good at it yeah i love traveling with you because I send Google itineraries to everybody. Yeah. I get there and you're like, oh, I found this coffee shop. Like, as soon as I got off the Uber from in Australia, yeah. you're like, oh, here's a coffee shop. Like, I know that you're tired and you like coffee. Like, let's go get some. It's like, Z. <laughs> Gotta know your clientele. <laughs> You'd be a good one. Yeah, I feel like, and like my friends, like getting married, I'm like, bridal, like bachelorette parties, so I can organize it in like two days. Like, I got this. This is easy work for me. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I do think that there is like a lot that we have that we are forced to learn. Yeah, which is like awesome. Would you say that you have like an uh, an entrepreneurial spirit? I don't know. I don't think like I don't think I have like a business entrepreneur. Like I'm not like out to like make money. Like that yeah. is like unfortunately not my strength. <laughs> I don't ever think about it. But I have like so many like ideas yeah. and like I just I'm not thinking about monetizing them. I just like want to do it you for funsies. Yeah. yeah. What are some of your ideas? Oh my god, I have actually like a whole list on my phone, but <laughs> I want to like well one I want to like build chicken coops and like sell them yeah. to like residential communities like and make them look like the home. And so like awesome. it would like kind of yeah, and then just like give them two chickens and like Sort of try and install like a whole regenerative system where like, okay, there's eggs and then we're going to learn how to compost and then that compost is going to go to making, putting it into a garden and just yeah. kind of like teach people a little bit of that. And like, I feel like after COVID, that's like a little bit more appealing to more city folk. Yeah. Um, I want to do like, you know how there's like HelloFresh? Yes. I want to do that like, but for kids lunches. And that, we need that. Right? Because I just saw that uh, schools just signed a deal with, like, Kraft Heinz. Oh, God. And that Lunchables are now going to be oh, school God. meals. That's so, so sad. We'll take it. We right? need you. Like, <laughs> and, like, they can just, like, pick it on, like, a Sunday, and then they get, like, their two deliveries a week of their lunches with, like, cute little stuff inside. <laughs> <laughs> I think that'd be great. Like, healthy and good and, like, fresh and, like moms sometimes don't want to make lunch, you know, like right. if they have the resources, they don't, if they don't have to make it and like, they can just have like, know their kids eating a healthy, good lunch that they're actually going to want to eat. Yeah. I think it's a great idea. Did you, did your mom pack you lunch? Oh, my mom was a legit lunch packer. <laughs> so was mine. <laughs> that is like such a like flex in middle school. <laughs> you know? Like, oh, what'd you get for lunch? I'm like, well, my mom. <laughs> Except my mom always like did like the healthy or like, she actually made something, and, like, only on my birthday I was allowed a Lunchable. Okay. Like, and I wanted Lunchables and fruit roll-ups and Gushers so bad, but we okay. were, like, not allowed. And so I would constantly be trading for Gushers. 
Gushers were my jam. <laughs> Gushers were awesome. We always had uh, Go-Gurts, Ugh. but we would freeze the Go-Gurts. And so by the time lunch came around, it was like Still- a yogurt slushy type oh. thing. It was good. What were those ice pop things called? Um, otter pops. Did I you ever have, have no. otter pops? Ugh. So good. No, we had those uh, like red, white, and blue popsicles. Oh, the like um, rocket pops? Yes, rocket pops. Rocket pops. <laughs> oh, I know all the pops. <laughs> Big popsicle girl. Big popsicle girl. Yeah. You're going to be a great mom one day. Oh, thanks. It's the goal. You're going to be a legit lunch packer. Yeah. But like probably to a fault. My kid's going to be useless. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to be like, what do, you, what do you mean? What's a knife? I'm like... I don't know. Your but kid's yeah. going to be helping you raise the chickens and yeah. feed the chickens and help with the garden and stuff. Totally. Yeah. They'll be they'll be getting their hands dirty for sure, hopefully. And me and Dee would be your first client for the chicken coop. Right? Yeah. I think it's so cool. And just like to like educate, like have it in your backyard. You could like, you don't need that much room. Right. And you can just like have a whole, like just teach your kids about how, what food, where food comes from. Mm-hmm. I'm so passionate about the food system. And kids love animals. They love it. Yeah. They love it. And they can get, and if they're like taught it from a young age, like it changes their whole perspective. Yeah. You get me fired up. I just read a book I think you'd love is uh, Outdoor Kids in an Inside World. Okay. It's basically just about how can we get our kids outside, like in the garden, in the woods. Yeah. Okay. I do need to read that. Yeah. It's, I'm starting to read parenting books now. Look at you. <laughs> You're reading drastically yeah. shifted. Wow. Talk about a life stage change. Yeah. I just read Expecting Better. Oh, my God. pregnancy books. That's scary. That's a lot of pressure. Isn't it? Like, I mean, there's no pressure on me. It's hilarious. We just put the crib in our room, and Delaney was like, is this okay? And it's completely on her side of the room, in a part of the room where I've literally never stepped. I was like, well, my life isn't going to change at all. Yeah. She's like, well, that's what we're trying to do, to make your life as change as little as possible (laughs) by adding a human. Honestly, she's the best for (laughs) that. She's going to be an awesome. Born to be mom. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Your life's going to be sweet. I'm excited. We're, we're just so... It's funny because we don't know the gender. Right. And it hasn't been that hard for me not to know this whole time. Right. And now for whatever reason, we're like four weeks away and I'm like, I got to know. Now I got to know. <laughs> but we're not going to find out. That's so hard. My, par- my parents didn't find out and my grandpa was like, I need to know after my brother. And so he went to the doctor and got found out what it was and he like had this little envelope and... When I was born, he brought flowers because he was the only one who knew I was a girl. And he wrote the cutest note, and I still have it. And it was like, oh, I love that. If, you, um, if you're as beautiful as your mom and your grandma, you're going to be getting a lot of flowers. But I wanted to be the first. Oh, that's amazing. He's a little poet. I love him <laughs> so much. Yeah, but it was cool. Like, it meant so much to him that he knew. Yeah. And that nobody else. He's like, I got my girl coming. Oh, I love that. Yeah, it was really cool. That's super cool. From what I remember. <laughs> Is Micah keeping up? Is he sending you flowers from Turkey? He did send me flowers to, <laughs> from Turkey to Miami. That was really nice. He he's good. I keep him on a tight ship. So. <laughs> <laughs> his Turkey team is playing awesome. Incredible. Me and Dee love watching his Champions League matches. That last match was, was like crazy. one of the best matches I've ever seen. And it was the, so intense. So intense with the deciding set yeah, to decide set. who goes to the semis. Yeah. Whew. Wild. It's intense. It's intense. <laughs> it's so intense. It was like so fun to watch. I'm so excited. I'm gonna like try and post something about like explaining Champions League and yeah. how it works and like I would love to know because I don't totally know 
Yeah. Either. Like, I don't know who's in Champions League because obviously it's across because it's a lot of teams that have commentated right. in the Italian right. league and then he's in the Turkish league and right. there's Polish teams. And... Yeah, it's just like the best team from every league. Okay. I just looked all this up. But okay. it's like certain countries have different criteria for like what gets them in and then like based on the strength of the league um, is how many teams you get in. Okay. So like Italy gets like three in and then Bulgaria gets only one. Okay. Um, and then... Yeah, you either have to like win your cup or win your national championship. Okay. From the year prior. Okay. Um, and so yeah, I don't think they were expected to go this far, but it's so cool. I'm so happy. It's fun to watch. It's so fun. It's especially cool because everyone considers the Italian league. They want right. to be the best in the world. Right. And I just now root against those teams, <laughs> especially while well, I root for Micah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm rooting against them because I'm like, there are pretty good teams elsewhere too. Yeah, there are. And Micah's team is good. I really think they're gonna they're good. And they're really nice boys. I really like them. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know a lot of the international guys, but, like, the boys on his team are so nice and, like, so level-headed and so cool and just, like, not, like, ego, t- you know, just, yeah. like, normal dudes. And then they're, like, freaking beasts. <laughs> They are. They're so good. You spent a lot of time out there, too. Yeah, I did. Some unexpected time, but I was there. <laughs> Your passport's got some tattoos on oh it. Oh, my God. I just Whew. got a new one, and I already have, like, 15 stamps. And I'm like, this is crazy. <laughs> I'm blessed, little girl. <laughs> Where's the first place you would go back to? Or play a tournament? To play? Yeah. Kulangata. Really? I loved it there. I did too, but it was Far. shitting rain. Yeah, but it I don't know. Windy. It was just so like so cute and nice and as long as we get they our speak Airbnb English, back. I know that, that was sweet. Travel that was Zana. good. Yeah, <laughs> I just got us a good. Me and Carrie a good one and eat to pet mom. Yeah, pretty excited about it. Awesome. Carrie doesn't even know what she's getting. No, she doesn't. <laughs> she's like, "Do you want to?" I'm like, "I got this." <laughs> That's I'm like, you've awesome. probably done this a lot more than me, but I can book. <laughs> That was a sweet little spot you found us yeah, in Australia. Yeah, it was fun. I just, and I think like the fact they speak English is like underrated. Yeah. And English in the most delightful oh, way. Oh, just so pleasant. Just, I love listening to Australian people yeah. and New Zealand people. Kiwis are the best. Really? I don't really know that many. But yeah, it's so, the, the accent is lovely. It's fun. Yeah. And I really liked it there. I don't know why. I loved it too. It was, I just loved looking at the waves yeah. all day. And the beaches were really nice, mm-hmm. and like everything was close and clean, and the people were so friendly. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. And then I went to Sydney by myself after, and like did like a solo girly trip, and I had the best time. <laughs> after checking your bag the size of this couch. <laughs> but did we have everything we needed? Yes, we did. <laughs> yes, we did. We had the Normatex. We had yeah. it all. <laughs> but you booked a. A hotel or an Airbnb with Carrie. Is that kind of a crazy thing to say? Yes. That you booked an Airbnb with Carrie Walsh. Yes. Every time I text her, I'm like, this is so <laughs> wild. <laughs> yeah, it's been pretty cool. It's been like, I'm trying to just take the experience as like a learning experience. But there's like been a couple of times where I'm like, holy crap, like this is like, I posted like little Zana would be so proud. Like, little Zana would be shitting herself. Like, this is crazy. Like, yeah. she's just, I think when you like take a step back, she's the goat of this sport. And like, it's not even close. Yeah. And like, yeah. there's just like no, it may never be done what she's done. And like, 
any bit of information I can learn from her and just like see how she operates and like see what she does on and off and like why just try and figure out why is she so darn good you know how did she become so successful so it's like really I don't know it's so cool but then also like playing on the court with her it's been really fun like we just sort of I think we both have that like we just sort of athletic mindset we're not Mm -hmm. trying to be like perfect and that is like really fun and comfortable for me so um it's been really cool I'm really excited to get to play with her in Brazil did you ever play against her not in a competitive tournament I trained against her me and Chrissy trained against her when we were doing P1440 a lot it's it's been fun just talking to a lot of the younger female athletes like the first time they train against Carrie they're like oh my god I'm training against Carrie because that kind of it would have to have been I would think it would be a moment to train against her for the first time. Oh, yeah. Oh, me and Chrissy were so nervous. And, like, we were just, like, the whole time, like, so cool. Like, <laughs> I don't know. We had we were so nervous. But it's just, like, cool, too, to, like, be able to kind of play at her level. Not by any means, like, am I, you know, as good as her or whatever. But, like, playing and, like, being alongside her and, like, not just, like, being, like, wow, it's Carrie. But, like, we're doing something together mm-hmm. is, like, a really cool experience. And, like, I don't know. I have enjoyed that. Yeah. And how did how did this come to be? Travis. It's so um, cool. Yeah, no, it's so cool. She just, like, uh, she reached out to me in, like, the end of last year, and she was trying to figure out what she's doing. And right now she's still committed to <laughs> Logan. Um, and so I'm just sort of using the opportunity to, like, play with her because uh, why wouldn't, you know, you right. want to play with her? And so I was sort of talking to other people, and I was like, I got this. Like, I can't say no to, like playing with Carrie. So, um, yeah, she's trying to figure out like, you know, her race or whatever is next for her. So I'm just like excited to be a part of it for a little bit, whatever bit I'll take. And training's one thing, but King of the Court, you guys, you got to compete with her. And I know it's a kind of a funky format. Yeah. Um, Oh my gosh. How was King of the Court? I really liked it. I felt like the tournament was ran really well. Like the people were, the people in charge were great. I really enjoyed that. The actual like format, I don't think it suits my strengths. <laughs> Siding out every time, not my strength. Defense, love it. Strategy, love it. Hammering balls, not so much. Um, so it was challenging for me personally, but I would like totally do it again like because it was fun, just like a fun environment. But two, I think it's such a good opportunity to get better at something I'm not great at. So um, that part of it I really liked, but it was hard. Yeah. Like totally different like not volleyball you know like it didn't feel like a volleyball tournament yeah every time we like we're done I'm like that we're done like <laughs> I feel like I we're just getting going like right. so it's super different but it was really it was cool and on the court with Carrie she I don't know it was so easy and fun and she's just such a competitor and like she's really nice and like kind and super like she takes so much ownership of what she's doing she's not like pointing fingers or blaming but she's also like a freaking winner and like gets fired up and like I loved seeing like her energy and just kind of like that flip that she switches like all the goats do um was really cool to witness yeah Yeah. she can still block a ball oh there's no question about that yeah I'm like that we did not call that but great job (laughs) (laughs) like she just has the read that is like I've never seen so it's yeah there's a few balls I'm like oh my god like She's still got it. She's had a few reps. Yeah, geez. I say that. <laughs> she said something today at practice, and she was like, oh, like, yeah, like when I played indoor 26 years ago, I'm like, I'm 26. <laughs> 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 and I'm 
like, holy cow, like she's been doing this a long time, like my whole life. We're going to take a quick break from the show, not just any break. This is the Waiakea Water Break. Now, Waiakea has been keeping us hydrated all year long, not just with any ordinary water. This is Hawaiian volcanic water. In all those bottles you saw, what's really cool is that they're made up of 100% post-consumer recycled ocean-bound plastic. So what that means is that each bottle helps remove the equivalent of five bottles from ocean-bound beaches, waterways, and cities. So they're not just keeping us hydrated. They're helping out the environment, too. And try. That's not the only cool thing they're doing. That's right. They're giving back to those in Hawaii through the Kokua Initiative, which supports the local food banks and the nonprofits out there. Another really cool thing is that they make coffee. I'm a big coffee fan, so I'm excited to drink this product. And for every pound of coffee purchased, Waikia donates a book to a child through its literacy program. So use promo code SANCAST online at waikia.com to receive 20% off your order. You can also pick some up at 7-Eleven. Live healthy, live sustainably, live ethically, live aloha at waikia.com. Thank you guys, the listeners, for giving support to the sponsors, which then allows us to continue supporting us. It's a virtuous cycle. We love it. We love that you're listening. We love that the sponsors are on board, and we love that Wilson Volleyball has been with us since day one. Almost five years now, Wilson has been working with the boys, and we love those guys. We love the volleyballs they make, the ball carts they make. We love the apparel that they make. I saw Troy Field playing golf with the golf clubs that they make. We love Wilson. Love everything they got, love everything they put out there, and as do you. And to get a 20% discount of all Wilson materials, just the volleyball stuff, get use the discount code SANDCAST-20. All right, that's SANDCAST-20 to get 20% off all Wilson materials. I mean, I'd say that off-season's coming up, but there's really no off-season. But at this point in the year, you probably need to restock up on volleyballs. I know I have. I just put in an order for 15 more. It's about time for you to do the same. So use the discount code SANDCAST-20 to restock on all Wilson volleyballs, the best beach volleyball in the game. This podcast is also brought to you by Athletic Greens. And guess what? Try and I just signed on another year-long contract with Athletic Greens, keeping the partnership going because it is one of the best partnerships we could have for this podcast. If you guys aren't on Athletic Greens yet, if you're not taking those scoops of those green veggies, I cannot recommend it enough. I haven't been sick in two years because of Athletic Greens, and we bring it on the road. They have these awesome little travel packs that they bring. you can bring on the road with you. I bring them everywhere. I haven't missed a day in the last year and a half or so pretty much ever since me and try started working with them it's basically a multivitamin the best multivitamin on the block it's cheap it's less than three dollars a day which it might sound expensive but if you're investing in your health it's cheaper than your cold brew coffee habit it's cheaper than the lattes and it's way better for you all right, it's it's the the best all-in-one nutritional insurance you can get. I mean, Joe Rogan, he has it. Tim Ferriss is promoting it. Michael Gervais promoting it. Andrew Huberman's promoting it. All the big dogs are. We're just the little dogs here at Sandcast, and we're promoting it, and we stand by it. Me and Try, we've been healthy all season long despite playing two huge schedules this year, and Try's got another couple big ones coming up with Olympic qualifying. And the best way we're fueling ourselves, Athletic Green. And you can fuel yourself the same way by using our code athleticgreens.com slash sandcast. All right, that's where you get our partner deal. You will get five free packs and a year's supply of their vitamin D. That is a year's supply 
of vitamin D. Now we're on the beach. We get a lot of it anyway, but you can always use more. It's so good for your immune system. It's so good for your overall health. So that is athleticgreens.com slash sandcast. That's where you will find our partner deal. So I cannot encourage you enough to pick up some athletic greens today. If you love the podcast and want to show how much you love the podcast, then get some Sandcast merchandise. We've got t-shirts, we've got tank tops, we've got coffee mugs, hats, long sleeves, sweatshirts, backpacks, you name it. If you go to sandcastmerch.com, you can find virtually anything you want. And if there's nothing in our store that you don't, that you want, you can just send us an email and we'll make it for you. That's how easy it is. So if you want to rock your the merch of your favorite podcast today, tomorrow, whenever you want to get it, go to sandcastmerch.com and start rocking some Sandcast apparel. Looking for a book to read? Well, I know the absolute perfect one. If you're listening to this podcast, that means you are obviously a volleyball fan of some sort, be it indoors or beach volleyball. And that means that you have probably heard of a guy named Ken Steffes. And if you haven't, well, you can flip open our book, Kings of Summer. You can find it on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, anywhere books are sold. You can find our book, Kings of Summer, The Rise of Beach Volleyball. Now, Ken, he didn't do interviews for like 20 years after his retirement when he was 30. He's the most dominant beach volleyball player of all all time. He won more than half the tournaments he played. He won the 1996 Olympic gold medal with Karch Karai, and we wrote all about it. We had the first inside look of the rise of beach volleyball from the first professional tournament in 1976 up until those 1996 Atlanta games, the first that beach volleyball was in the Olympics. I had an absolute blast working on this book with Kent, and Kent had a blast writing on it. He's been writing a ton on Facebook. He is back in the beach volleyball game, and the best, I mean, it's honestly... You know, it's the work that I'm probably more proud of than anything that I've done because it, it had interviews from all the greats. It had Sinjin Smith, it had Karch Karai, it's got Randy, Dodd, Hovland, and then Kent's there the whole time, his voice going in and out and writing it with me. And if you're a fan of old school beach volleyball, if you're a fan of beach volleyball at all, if you're a fan of volleyball or the Olympics or just stories of greatness, that is the one for you. So go ahead, go to Amazon and pick up a copy of Kings of Summer today. And hasn't lost a step. No. Like, she's still... Like, doing it at the highest level. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah. I cannot fathom playing this sport for, like, 20-plus more years. Yeah. Like, it's so impressive. And to play it at the level that she has, it's it's bonkers. Yeah. She's really <laughs> cool. It's been really cool just to... And she's so open to learning, which is, like, what I've really appreciated. Um, just, like, getting to know about... She's, like... She doesn't come off like, oh, I've done this, which she totally could. She's like, so like, what can I learn? Like, I'm, oh, this is something new I'm trying. Like, she's so open-minded about growing, which is like probably why she's been so successful and been really eye-opening for me because, you know, as me, I'm like, you've got everything figured out, you know? And um, that part's been really cool. I think that's why it's so humbling being around some of the people who are the greats in their industry. Because you see that they're still learning and trying to improve. And you're like, well, I haven't done anything, so maybe I should check my ego at the door. (laughs) Totally. I'm like, okay, no (laughs) day. Yeah, but it's awesome. She's been great and been so kind to me. So I'm excited to just, like, compete and see what we can do in Brazil. Yeah. Fun little wrinkle heading into the season. Yeah. And, And I almost fell over when I saw your entry points. I know. Unbelievable. Wild. Wild. <laughs> when you said, I didn't even notice it, but when you posted that, I'm like, oh my God, that 
It's got to mean something. I'm all about the good yeah, omens. The karmic justice. Yeah. And for the listeners who didn't see, I put up an Instagram story. Carrie and Zana will start an independent with 1440 entry points, which is unbelievable. Wild. It's like a Hollywood script. Yeah. You and I eat. did that. Like I did, I was part of the 1440 program. Like yeah. that's how I started playing pro. Obviously it means a little something to her. Like yeah. it's wild. And do you know where you're going to be? And you're in the qualifier, right? Mm-hmm. For Tepema? Yeah. Because I don't know where. It'll be reshuffled, right? Because of the me- points the from Mexico. Yeah. yeah. So I have no idea. Okay. But I think we'll be like middle lower okay. in the qualifier. I have no idea like what points get people where at this point. Well, everybody has so many points. Yeah. I thought I tried <laughs> I tried to get my points frozen for paternity leave. And I, I the FIVB did respond. They're like, we actually don't have anything in the rule book. Um, and I was actually, because a couple of people, I put in the IBVPA group chat to yeah. see if there's any precedent. And a couple of people messaged me separately and they're like, no, but I would have loved this for when my three kids are born. Yeah. And so, That's so interesting. they said they, they can't change anything before Paris. Um, I was like, well, that's a little late for me. Yeah. I kind of need him frozen right now. Like today. <laughs> yeah. Because I'm about to lose all my finishes. Shoot. Because you played early last year. Yeah. Shoot. So it was worth a go. But, um, <laughs> I was trying to get him. That's smart. Trying to hang on. Yeah, I mean, it does make sense. It kind of blows my mind, like, other people who are, like, working normal jobs, like, how they get so little time off for a child being born. Yeah. That, I didn't, like, you know, I'm just growing up now and learning. <laughs> <laughs> but I, like, so many people I know are, like, they don't have any time off. Yeah. And the men have, like, no time off. The men usually don't get any. And you have a Not new Not in the U.S. Baby. anyway. I know. That's a new crazy. baby and, and a mom that if they had a C-section, yeah. might not be able to move around and take care of the kid. It's so wild. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. It's funny. All these things that I've been learning about now. I cannot imagine. <laughs> I can't believe you're having a child, honestly. It's so wild. The conversations you have just drastically change. Imagine once just, it's actually here, what kind of conversations are going to be going on. But it's so funny. Like I'll just be the uh, realms of what's too personal of a question out the door. Like I'm talking to some of my buddies, like about if they got their son circumcised or not. Oh like what shots did you get? <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> and they're just like, it's like this is going to be a weird question. And it's my buddy Joel, and he he moved out of California uh, to raise his kids in Tennessee. And um, he's like, listen, there's no weird questions with parenting. <laughs> I feel I'm like I feel like I've like heard that. But I don't know. I'm not there yet. <laughs> I don't know if I'm ready. Take your time. You got beach volleyball to play. Yeah, we got some things to do before then. Yeah. What made you want to play La Paz instead of Miami? Um, at the time that we signed up, I didn't know what I was doing in terms of international stuff, and I didn't know where I what I that I'd be playing with Carrie. So I was like, I kind of wanted to get some finishes, um, and. Also, once I found out about Carrie and I playing in the Brazils, I felt like if we did well, it could help our entry points. So that was kind of the thought process. Um, there wasn't a ton. Of, I think probably should have thought about it more, but <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Just made it sound like a great idea. And it was. It was. I'm like glad that we took the risk. I feel like always taking the risk is like what I believe in. So yeah. um, I felt like it aligned with like, so, but sometimes the risks don't pan out, but got to go with what. What you choose. Yeah. Because, I mean, I mean, the gamble paid off for Sav and Tone. Totally. Oh, my God. What a weekend. A hell of a run. Holy, Holy cow. cow. And they earned it. You no, look at the teams great. that they beat. Because sometimes challengers, 
especially in Mexico, if the European teams don't don't want to travel, right. they might get a little light. But oh, I mean, they had to beat stack tournament. Like they had to beat Austria's ones in the qualifier. They had to beat Barra. They had to beat. Um, Gosh, a handful of teams. Mexico's ones are kind of scrappy. Yeah. Like they're not a gimme. Italy they played. Italy, yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, they beat a lot of really good teams. It was a good tournament. They did really well. But they're playing really well. They're both good players. It's crazy how fast things can change, especially in the three yeah. out of four point systems. That so was no. interesting talking to Carrie. Carrie and Barra were talking about how it's just so different of a mm-hmm. sport than it was when they were playing, you know, eight years ago or whatever. Um, just like... You know, you can play in two tournaments and you're in the main draw of an Elite 16. Yeah. Whereas, like, that would take years. At least that's what they were saying. I don't know fully. But they were just like, it's changed the game so much. This yeah. new three out of four. And you can disappear just as fast as yeah. you showed up. Because Tri always brings up the young Chilean team. Yeah. Who are so fun to watch. I don't know if you've watched them. What's her names? It's, well, it's the guys. No Arvena and uh, Vicente Droguet. They mm-hmm. play this, like, street ball style like jump set and jump poke set oh, and just so like fun. so all the swagger okay I and they're it. really fun to watch but they came out of the qualifier in their second event last year and made the finals of Tlaxcala oh I remember them yes yeah. okay and then so they jumped in performed well enough to stay in elite 16s kind of throughout the year but then they had a couple of bad finishes and they were and like the 20 seed in the qualifier for the Wow. It's <laughs> so crazy. It can go up and down and it's hurt. It's gonna change like the Olympic race too. Like if like people you know have a couple bad finishes, it used to not matter, but now it's like yeah, really it can affect some things. Yeah, and as as a a viewer and a follower of the Olympic race, it's fun for me because especially because I follow it so closely, and someone can just jump up yeah so fast, and but as a, as a player, I, I can. It's it, more volatile, wants, yeah, yeah. It's a lot more volatile. And especially, like, for the girls in the States, like, it's wild. It's going to be wild. It's honestly, I feel like it's a little bit sad. Like, there's so many good teams that are just, like, we have so many good teams. Yeah. I'm stoked that the country quota's gone. Yeah. Or then, I mean, Because, I mean, it would be, be impossible. Really yeah. We Kristen have, and Taryn wouldn't have been able to play. No. There's no way. We have so many good teams, which is awesome for the States, but I feel, I don't know, it's going to be tough. It's going to be heartbreaking. It's so crazy to see, like, you're on court three in college. Yeah. (laughs) Now you're, like, one of our best defenders. I don't know about that, but, yeah, it is crazy. You led the AVP in digs per set last year. Thanks, Travis. I didn't know actually. You had, like, 7.4 digs per set. Because I don't put the ball away. That's insane. (laughs) If you keep giving free balls, you can keep digging the ball. (laughs) That's so many digs. Yeah. Defense is so fun. I love it. I really do. If I could just play defense forever, I would. Just a force defender? Yeah. Oh, my God. I would love to be a force defender. Bring back the four-man tour. Yes. Co-ed four-man where you get the girl to set and hit and play defense. Guys be hitting. sweet. be fun. It'd be really fun. I love four-man. Fours is so fun. It's so fun. I've been playing a lot more fours recently. Really? Yeah. Wow, you really are becoming a dad. I know. Just fours, just get a couple beers on the side. The dream, honestly. That's it. (laughs) That'll have to wait for you, though. You got some bigger things to do. Yeah, not there yet. Got some things that I want to do. (laughs) Well, last year year was a weird one for you. Yes. Because I think one of the most remarkable things is how well you did with literally everyone you played with. And everyone you have played with. Thank you. You made a semi with Chrissy. You've made a semi with Kelly Kalinske. You've made a semi with Brandy. You won a bronze medal with Tony. You won a silver medal with Allie Wheeler. 
you do pretty well with a variety of types of players, blockers, and personalities. Thank you. Yeah, no, it. I was like, you know, it's hard to detach from like the stress of it all. But yeah, there was a lot of good moments. And like, I also played with some pretty like ridiculously good volleyball players. Yeah. So um, they made it pretty easy. But yeah, it's it was a fun time. I think like going into this year, I was like, I just want one partner, please, God, just one. Yeah. Because um, it was a lot. But it wasn't as hard as I think people like crack it up to. It's just volleyball. Yeah. You know, like it's like, same, we all want to win and we all play. It's the same sport. So yeah. I don't know. It's not as hard, at least for me, it really wasn't challenging going from player to player. Um, but I think it can be emotionally more exhausting than anything else. Yeah, because then you're you're scrambling all the time yeah. to find yeah. not just anyone. Like you want someone who you can win with and also yeah. that you enjoy playing and with. And just like there's something like so – unsaid about a team and yeah. just like building something and like feeling comfortable and like, you know, not tiptoeing. And like that part was like, I think took a toll for me by the end of the year, like all the way around. I was just like, woof, I'm tired. Yeah. It was a long year. I mean, you played a lot of tournaments yeah. with a lot of different people yeah. in a lot of different countries and states. Totally. <laughs> can wear on you. Yes. And a lot of just like unexpected twists and turns. So that part was like the hardest, I think. And um, I'm like grateful that I'm like very versatile and could pick up anybody and like yeah. that we did well. And so that part I'm like so happy and proud of myself for. But um, I definitely going into this year, I'm like, I really value... Um, just a team. Mm-hmm. And like, I really want that. Yeah. Yeah. Is there a possibility that say you and Carrie do really well? Yeah. That you could just be a team? I don't know. I don't know. I think right now she's committed to Logan and they're going to try that. Um, I don't know exactly what it looks like, but I'm definitely hoping for that a little, you know, like I yeah. would love to make a run with her. Um, but I, know, I like respect her and Logan and they're going to go for it. But I think points wise, it's going to be hard. So you know, if I can squeeze in, I'll definitely take the opportunity. I'm always rooting for you. Thanks. And I think, I mean, playing with all those different people is so hard, but I think it's the fastest way to learn yeah. how to be not just a really good player, but a really good partner. Mm-hmm. Because you've, I mean, you went from a Lauren Fendrick personality to a Brandy Wilkerson who <laughs> like couldn't be further apart totally. on the personality spectrum. And then yeah. you got Jess Gaffney, Allie Wheeler, like you have all these yeah. people where you've learned how to navigate so many different types of blockers, setters, what sets they want. You played left, you played right. (laughs) Yeah. I feel like I'm like so much more flexible. Like I would never consider myself a flexible human being. (laughs) (laughs) I'm very particular and very uh, not flexible, very control freak, but I feel like it has forced me to become more flexible in every aspect of like my game to mm-hmm. my off court to train. I mean, Micah was like my partner in like half my practices last year and like, <laughs> God bless him. Um, but I like, I just was, I learned to make the most of whatever situation and like try and find value in anything. And like, I'm, you know, I go to a practice and there's people like, I want to do this. I need this. I need this. I'm like, I don't need anything anymore yeah. because like, I'm not expecting anything. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like, 
even just like, you know, from like sleep to anxiety to like everything, I just feel like I now know that I can perform at a high level with really not very many things going planned. And that's comforting to me. So I feel like that was like one of the biggest takeaways was like, it doesn't have to be perfect and I can still find a way and like feel confident in that. So that was like a huge learning lesson last season. And I think as far as beach volleyball goes, it's such a good lesson to have because so rarely will things go perfect. Yeah. Especially when you're traveling, you're on the world tour, and a flight will be late, you'll miss a connection, you'll show up late, it's raining, it's windy. Like something will always go wrong. And the ability to adapt to that, I think, is one of the best intangible skills you can Totally. And I did not have that. (laughs) Most definitely did not have that. And so I feel like I was forced to learn it quick, and I'm like really grateful I did. Yeah, it's... It's so crazy because my my brothers who don't have passports, they don't get on planes hardly ever except to come see me. My older brother sees me once a year. My little brother will not get on a flight because he just doesn't want to deal with the hassle. And they can't fathom the fact that I'll buy a flight like six days before we're supposed to leave. And to me, that's plenty of time. Plenty of time. <laughs> I was going. To, I went to see Micah for three days. And Jess, I was training with her, and she was like, I'm, I have a wedding. I'm going to be gone for three days. And I'm like, all right, this seems like a great time to go visit Micah. <laughs> um, and so I booked my flight, and I, like, got there. And uh, I'm like, they called me while I was waiting for my flight. I booked it, like, a little over 24 hours before I left and didn't think anything of it. And they, like question me, take me into a room because they're like, well, yeah, we question anybody who like books a flight 24 hours to somewhere near Syria. And I'm like, oh, like, I didn't even, you know, it's just like, yeah, it was so, but that's normal to me now. And like the fact that when I'm in off season, I'm not here, I'm in Europe and like, I'm just, I'm so used to not being in a stable environment. Yeah. It's funny. I I mean, humans, I feel like we're designed to be adaptable. Yeah. It kind of had to be. So I feel like we're just reverting back to our natural state. Well, stage. I do think I thrive in chaos. I, like, try <laughs> so hard to not, but I, like, really thrive in the chaos. Yeah. Yeah. It's important. Yeah. <laughs> it would be nice to just be, like, chill and, like, have things normal. Yeah. I, just, I just don't think it's possible, though. I was talking to Try before um, uh, you came in, and he was talking about how all the European teams are going straight from Tepic to Brazil, mm. where they'll be for a month. And we had Sam and Dan in, and they're on a 10-week road trip. And That's it's just, crazy. Like, they're staying at Andy Benish's house on their, his couch for a couple weeks here training, and then they go to La Paz, and then they go to Tepic, and then they go to Brazil until That's the crazy. end of April. It's a gnarly sport, man. Yeah. That's that's a lot. I remember when I was playing with Brandy last season, she was on like a something like that 10-week road trip. She's like, I'm honestly just over my clothes. Like I've worn the same clothes. And I'm like, I can't imagine. Like that sounds horrible. You have such a good point. Like she had to wear the same clothes for 10 weeks. I would freak out. I could see you and Brandy having the best fashion conversations. Yeah, we had a lot of fun picking out outfits and stuff. I bet you that did. was like a, a bonding moment for sure. Which I think that's what makes you one of the most fun players. The outfits. That, yeah, the outfits. It's just always, it's become a thing where it's totally it, a it's thing. like jerseys in football. I have so like, many good are, ones coming this year. Yeah? Yeah. I'm so Can we get excited. a little preview? What do we got coming out of the closet? Nothing like crazy, but just like so, no, no like, I don't know. I want to do more dresses, more skirts. The skirts are so great and comfortable, but it's also like a heat thing, like Sometimes I get so hot in like the long sleeves and stuff. Yeah. Um, but just some fun prints and styles yeah. and stuff I'm excited about. 
we so I just had Pavin in here yesterday. Okay. And she was talking about the skirts and she goes, Never in a million years. What do you thought? I have thought that I, Sarah Pavin, would be wearing a tennis skirt. And it was now I never want to go back. Yeah. They're she was awesome. talking about how it's so comfy. It's so comfortable. And she was cracking me up because she goes, if you watch a women's volleyball match, every point they're just picking yeah. wedgies. <laughs> she goes, I didn't have to do that once. No. It's so comfortable <laughs> and so like you don't realize until you're like doing it. And yeah, I don't know. I love I just I think they're so much more comfortable and it's fun little switch up. And I don't yeah. know, like, especially if we're playing inside, like, why not? Yeah. I don't know. How was Phoenix? It was great. I didn't I didn't mind any of the you know, being indoors or anything. Um, I thought it was really cool. Just, it sort of felt like we were like professionals. Like it was like, we had a locker room and like, just like little things that we take for, we like, I think a lot of people take for granted. And we were like, Oh my God, like we have a shower after the, you know, like, (laughs) and that's the one thing, man, like we were so spoiled in college. Yeah. Like these college athletes, they like, I don't know. Now they have NLI deals. They're actually making money. And then they come out to the beach and I just feel real bad for them because they had it really good before. <laughs> it's so funny that it's reversed. It's reversed. It's crazy. I mean, you, well, there are probably high school beach teams that have more resources yeah. than professional teams. Yeah. <laughs> it's wild. It's really kind of sad, but it is, you learn to be adaptable. <laughs> That's it. You probably would have crushed the NLI thing in college. I know. I don't know how I feel about it though. I feel like... It really takes away the val- like takes away the spirit and the value of like being a college athlete. Yeah. You know, I just I think I get you know for Tua Tagovailoa or whatever who's like making they're making the school millions of dollars, but I don't know we're already getting a free education or you know you're getting a spot on a team like that is so incredible and yeah. like so many people would just kill for that and I think that once you take away you know, the fact that you are like a little bit indebted to the school, you there's like a bit of entitlement to like, and I've heard that from coaches. So I don't know. I do think that like we, they're already given so many incredible resources and just like such incredible opportunities that that enough is, that is enough, you know? Yeah. Um, but that could just be me being jealous because they're taking <laughs> away money from me. I read a really interesting story the other day on how NLIs could be sort of the death of, I mean, of course, everyone wants to exaggerate it, but uh, right. team sports and uh, the NCAA, because now people can just circumvent donating to the school right. and just get it to the athletes that they want. But then, I mean, all the programs are pretty much subsidized by football. And so if you're not, people aren't donating to the athletic program, now the burden's even more on football because mm. they're just giving it to the athletes. It's interesting. And we probably won't see how it'll change the landscape yeah. for a couple of years, but... yeah. I don't know. I don't know enough about it, but I do think that it's interesting. And I think that and to some degree there should be people that are benefiting from what they bring to the school. But I think for just like, you know, no offense to beach volleyball, but for us folk, you know, yeah, what we're getting is pretty incredible. Yeah. It's so crazy just to see how much money is coming in for NIL. I, it's like crazy. There's a LSU gymnast that's making like two million a year. It's crazy. Yeah. Well, what's crazy just in two is like the social media marketing is like blows my mind. Mm-hmm. Like I, Mike and I talk about it a lot. It's like one, we have lost a little bit of like our value of like this, like we choose to play sports for a living. And like part of it is like we get this freedom to like, you know, have a little bit more flexibility. But now yeah. everybody who works remote has the same flexibility. So it sort of takes away like 
what some of like what makes our what we do for a living so cool and then also like well I have no idea what I was gonna say (laughs) (laughs) I forgot what was I talking about uh NIL remote work freedom oh and then we're back we're back my brain's working <laughs> jesus me the sauna really took it out of me um but just like we lose value as athletes because like anybody can be an influencer and it's like we're not getting the eyes like they're not going to pay us just because we're an athlete it's like well how many what's your following what's right. your because everybody like oh well we'll just give it to this tiktoker who will do it for like x amount of dollars and get some bajillion views and like we just lose a lot of value which makes yeah. it tough even more tough to make money yeah it's it just depends because there's such like a health product i mean look at this thing yeah Here, you know untap clean energy like euphorics like these things are everywhere yeah. now and i think the best ambassadors for those are athletes totally and i was so the um they just came out with a list of the 100 most watched tv programs or shows from 2022 82 were football games really and so there's still a huge space for in athletics i mean football obviously is king Trav, i have a thought yeah what about like you know live golf what about what do we get saudi back to beach volleyball well it's i mean we had two events in dubai right we have another one in why dubai. don't we like so we get they're they're bringing money in the sport but the, we the, need to find it in the thing is that live volleyball. Live volleyball. <laughs> <laughs> the the tough part about those events is that like what's important to the sport is it just having another event that no one's going to go to? Yeah. In Dubai, there were, I mean there are no fans. Right. You know? But like live golf, they're having events all over. It's just a Saudi like mm-hmm. backed company. Yeah. Like we could have them all over. We could, we could start a whole tour. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna hit up the Saudis. <laughs> but I think I'm so curious to see how long that tour stays up for. I know. Because I mean that budget, everything I've read. So there's a, um, it's called the Public Investment Fund. Okay. That the print, the Saudi prince has. Okay. It's sixty six billion dollars for sports. Oh, just for sports. And I think from what I read that there is. At least two billion allocated for the first three years of live. Two billion. How are they going to recoup that? Yeah. And you know, a lot of writers are saying that there's sports washing. You know, trying to sports wash their right, image. Right, right, right. But I, I just, I don't know. Has that ever worked? You know, Sochi had an Olympics, but yeah. people don't think Russia is great. China yeah. had a great Olympics in 2008, and people aren't like, let's go. Let's go let's visit go to China. China. <laughs> yeah, it's true. So I don't know if sports washing works. I think we just need to figure out because we've had really wealthy companies and right. individuals. I mean, it doesn't get a whole lot bigger than Kingston, which is Donald's dad's company, and Bally's is massive. And so I don't think it's a shortage of money. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> I think we need to have money coming in. Yeah, no, you bring up valid points, Travis. <laughs> it was, it has been interesting talking to Carrie too about this kind of stuff because mm-hmm. I don't know like a ton about you know the history and stuff, but just somebody who's like lived through all of these different yeah. cycles has been so fascinating to like ask her questions about that. Yeah. Gosh, you see the AVP now in three different eras. Yeah. She had the Leonard Armato era, the Donald Sun era, and now the Bally's era. Although maybe she'll never see what an AVP under Bally's is like. I don't right. know if she'll play AVP or not. I don't, I don't know yet either, but. 
But she's seen a lot. That's she's why I like having, you know, like the Sinjins and Dodds on. Right. And just getting their perspective because they've seen the sport just totally. up and down and up and down. And man, it's gone up and down. Yeah. <laughs> really up and down. It's really interesting to see volleyball world because they've come at it with such a different approach. Mm-hmm. I think they were, that's sort of what 1440 was shooting for right. in the U.S., just this digital media right. monster. I mean, they are doing such a good job. The VBTV like app, incredible. it's so awesome. Yeah. It's so great. Like just like I don't know, even as a player just like going on there and watching, you can watch everything and it's like it's easy to high find. quality, easy yeah. to find, like the good commentating. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Z. You're welcome. <laughs> no, yeah, it's great. I like that gets me excited. It's uh it's cool because like the they're so responsive to feedback. So I emailed the CEO, Finn Taylor, and I said, listen, every time we get a back camera angle as a commentator and as a fan, I love it, but they're so rare. Is there any way that we can get more back camera angles? Oh, and that, so I saw you posting about that. I didn't know yeah. what it was. So he emails back in five minutes, the CEO of a massive company, because it's indoor too. It's, it's Beach. It's beach huge. is like a footnote to the monster that indoor is. Emails back in like five minutes and says, you know what? I think that's a great idea. Can you get me any numbers? They can back up your claim that this is better. I put up an Instagram poll, like a thousand people responded. It was like 68% said yes, more back camera angle. La Paz is three weeks later, all back camera. That's awesome. So now instead, because they used to film it from the side, that's where you could watch the point, and then some of the replays would be from the back. Got it. And now it's the complete opposite. Now you're watching the play develop from the back, and you get your replays from the side. That's awesome. Awesome. That's incredible, like, business. Yeah. Like, so responsive yeah. to feedback. and was like, if this is a good idea, I need some numbers. Good job, volleyball. <laughs> yeah. And it's so crazy because there was – I got so many messages from people who were watching La Paz and were like, this is amazing. And Pavin was – all the players were yeah. fired up because every player and coach watches totally. each volleyball from the yeah. back. And I'm sure – I don't know. Obviously, not all fans are going to be fired up on it, but I think the majority of people – because you can see plays develop. Totally. Especially how creative offenses are getting where you get like – Rice a schoon just lining up and then faking this way and going that way. It's and you crazy. can't appreciate it from the side as much. Right. And from the back, you're like, oh, that that's sucks for the wild. blocker. Yeah. <laughs> wow, she's moving quickly. <laughs> Those The Swedish boys, they are just so fast. Yes. Like so fast. And they it, jump so high. It blows my mind. Blows my mind. I, um, I always will go back and watch because I feel like their steps – they gotta take like a forty-two-step approach, but it's no different. No, it's like a, still a four-step. And they're they going just go the so far. Yeah. I thought I was fast for like most of my life, and then I watch them, and I'm like, I could never. They're, they're different. They're built differently. Yeah, and it, they make it look like an indoor court. Yeah, like they don't even like go. Down, they just like float along the top. It, it's like, bonkers. Insane. Yeah, and in uh, in it's Dubai, awesome, everyone said that Dubai was the deepest sand they've ever played in. Interesting. And then like you if you go back and watch replays from that, you see tape swing, tape swing, mm. a lot of shots. And then Sweden. Going full Sweden. Just running this crazy offense is wow. like, I don't know what you guys are doing. It's so but cool. Great job. Yeah. You keep doing that. We're <laughs> yeah. not. For everybody else's sake. Yeah. They're changing the game. It's really cool. It's fun, it's fun because stuff. the the guy's side just got bigger and bigger and bigger. And now if you're Seven feet, good luck chasing them around. Have fun. And now it's starting to get smaller and faster and more creative. That's so wild. Sports are so cool. They are so cool. So cool. <laughs> I love it. Did you add any new tools to the tool belt this off season? No. No? No. Just refining the ones you have? Yeah. Yeah. Get healthy. 
get better at some things and just more consistent is always my goal. Yeah. I feel like I can do like, you know, wild things that are like not necessarily what you train, but it's like just doing the things that I want to do more consistently more often. Yeah. Is really my, what I need to get better at. <laughs> While keeping the spectacular plays. Yeah. It's fun to watch. I don't know. I, I don't even know if it's spectacular. I think more, most oftentimes I just make it look so much harder than it really needs to be. <laughs> It's like uh, it's kind of like watching Troy. Like, how did he do that? Why did he do that? Yeah, why, well, actually, more importantly, why did that happen? Why did you windmill that perfect set, Troy? Ah, it's bored. Just fun. You would have died. We we just had Troy on, and we had like a ten minute discussion about all of our just ADD, and then it was hilarious because someone's phone rang and we were all like, and squirrel. Like, what? <laughs> What were we talking about? <laughs> yeah, literally me. I don't know what I got focused on earlier, but whatever I was talking about just went, whoop. <laughs> it was so funny. What's the next tournament for you then? Is it it about? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, we're doing both the Brazils. Um, so won't be playing New Orleans, but um, yeah, I'm really excited for those. So you're, it's Itapema and Sakura Rima. Mm-hmm. I've never been to Sakura Rima. Me well, I've been to Brazil once, actually. Me too. Itapema for you? Mm-hmm. When did you go? Not the year you went. I went after. Oh, him. that's right. You yeah. guys got hosed. Yeah. Okay. Actually, I never blame oh. referees, but that was like really, really sad. Yeah. That was like really bad. He even said it after. He's like, it was in, but you need to do the challenge. I'm like, I didn't know oh, about the challenge. Brutal. I'm like, just help a girl out. Yeah. Yeah. That was brutal. But Tony played so well there. She's a good blocker. She's a really good blocker. Yeah. She's a good player. Yes, I hope she can stay healthy. Yeah, for once. I know injuries are so sad, man. Have you ever been hurt? Yeah. I mean, I, the way you play, I could see you having a lot of injuries. But. Yeah, I I uh, tore my MCL in college. It's just like your knee. I went to kick a ball and I just like went and Ooh. my whole knee like got really hot and I was like, I think I'm okay. And then I like went to move and it just like. <laughs> didn't work. Oh, no. um, but we we were winning. We were playing against Cal Poly, Savvy and I, and we were winning in the second. We won the first. We lost the second, and we played the third set, and we won. And Savvy optioned every ball, and they nice. just, it was really cool. Savvy killed it. Um, but I, yeah, nothing like crazy. But it's it's so interesting playing with an injured partner. Yeah, because you just enter this mode where you become the greatest volleyball player ever. Ever, yes. Oh, who was I with Brandy? I started cramping day one of Manhattan. <clears throat> I could not walk. I couldn't straighten my legs without cramping, and I was so useless. And she just took completely like control. Yeah. I, we should never. We didn't have any business winning that game, <laughs> and we did. She played incredible. Because when your partner's hurt, there's zero pressure on you. Yeah, because you, you're going to lose the match yeah. if you play normally. Right. Because when we when we were in Atlantic City, we were playing our fifth match of the day, and it was upwards of 100 degrees for most of the day. That's insane. And so JM had these massive blisters that were just getting filleted by the seashells because it was really sharp. Ugh, I don't like that word, filleted. <laughs> and we had just played a match in like the heat of the day, our fourth one, and we had like 30 minutes to turn it around and play Logan Weber and Sean Cook, who had played two. And JM's like, dude, look at my feet. And he couldn't, he could barely walk. And he goes, on top of that, I'm cramping. 
And so I was just like, all right, well, let's forfeit this set without forfeiting. So just drink pickle juice, get your electrolytes. We'll get the cramping settled so at least you can just deal with the blisters. Right. And then second set, didn't set them one time. And it was like 17-17. And then I ran out. You ran out of juice. <laughs> out. But that's impressive. Those it is crazy. 34 points were the best 34 points I've ever played. That's so wild. It does happen. You it just does. like enter a different end mentality. It's yeah. just like different zone. Yeah. Because you just human. like any – fear of failure is gone because you're going to lose anyway. Isn't it crazy how crippled we are by the fear of failure? I didn't realize how much, how terrified I am of failing until Miami when we were down 14, 12. And I was like, oh my God, I don't want, I can't have this happen. It's like crippling. It's crippling. I I missed the last three points out of bound. We were winning 13, 12 to win. And it's crippling. My heart was breaking. I was on my way to the airport watching it, and I was like, no. Yeah, it's like, when do I ever miss, like, a easy, just, I wasn't even trying to hit it anywhere. I was just trying to put it over. Yeah. And you hit it, because it's just crippling. And sometimes those are the easiest ones to miss. Yeah. Like in golf, when you're just trying to place it. Right. You might as well, you just have to let it rip and just have your swing take care of it. Yeah. And it's always, I'm always better when I'm just going for it. Yeah. What helps you get into that zone? Honestly, a lot of it. I like loved playing with Chrissy, and I think it was because I was able to get into that zone a lot because of her energy. Yeah. Like I love, I like love humans, and I think that's why <laughs> I struggled so much last year. But I love like the camaraderie, the energy, the eye contact. Like I like feed off that. I like I feed off the crowd. Like I love energy. I'm a hoopty doo dog girl. <laughs> um, so that's I think the that's. Headline. <laughs> that's like really what gets me going. Yeah. It's like it's just, it's not about like the pr- the meaning of the game or like any of that. It's just about like the energy, like of my partner or anything. Like yeah. it just it gets me going. Can you manufacture that for yourself? I I think I've learned to a lot better, but I okay. don't ever think that I like tip into the next like sort of phase, but I've learned to play at a high level without getting into that, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like not relying on it to but I'm you know, does that make sense? Yeah. Like I'm not relying on everybody else to like go to the this top level, but it, can I stay here more often on my own yeah. without um, relying on anybody else? And I feel like I've gotten a lot better at that with having to play with so many different people and right. not expecting, you know. But yeah, partners are so important. Super important. It's so, it's just like, I mean, like Carrie and Misty. It's like. I don't know. There's something when you're playing and it's just, it's building something and understanding and empathy and, but also being able to like go at each other, whatever it is, like everybody's different, but it's just like so, so important. It is. And it's a, every partnership, like what an optimal partnership looks like is so different. Right. Because talking with Pavin, she said that she loves playing with Sophie because Sophie is someone who can finally match her intensity. Because mm. Pav's a really intense person. Right. And Sophie's a really intense person. And Pav was like, I don't need to sort of like take anything back from what I say. Like right. I can just say it. Right. You know, I don't need to cushion like, it filter. or soften it. Yeah. yeah. She just says it. And she said it, it's really freeing. Right. I can imagine. Yeah. But then other people, like they just want someone to laugh with. Right. You know? Right. It's so different for everybody. And I think that is like what's so cool about the sport too though Mm -hmm. it's like when you can find it and like when you can see like the twins I love watching the McNamara twins because it's like they've clearly got it they've got a lot more than just (laughs) partnerships but it's like the way they move together and do Mm -hmm. what they're able to do because of their connection is like 
it just shows that it goes so far beyond just like the sport and being good at skills. And I think the emotional component is probably more important on the women's side yeah, than the guys. Totally. Because you look at like, Trevor and Theo are probably my favorite oh example my where they would just snipe at each other for the last eight years of their professional careers and then they're on the same team and Theo's like, I love this guy. <laughs> well, it is crazy. Like this sport is so unique. Like the breakups and the mm-hmm. getting back the Sarah and Kelly, like, you know, there's yeah. just all of it is so unique. Like there's nothing like this. And it's like, I mean, now playing with so many people, it's like, I now have, like, I know a lot of people in the way that you do know a partner that you've played with. And I feel like I know so many people on the beach now because yeah. of, in that way. And one, it's kind of scary. Like, hope that it's a relationship that you can always go back to or, you know, it doesn't, you don't want to burn bridges. But it's just so unique, like, the the ability to just leave somebody and then come back. Fun fact, I just went, I've never dumped anybody. I've only been dumped with all my partners. Really? Isn't that so interesting? You seem proud of that. I am. Well, I also just didn't know that. And I think that I get frustrated because people are like, oh, you don't play with the, like, you know, like you don't ever have a consistent partner. I'm like, I've never chose this once. There has been situations where it's like, I'm committed to Brandy, but do you want to do this tournament? But I've never been like, it's not working. I'm going to go play. But it's up front, like a one off. Yes. Yeah. Isn't that fascinating? That is fascinating. And I've played with so many people. Yeah. You have played with a lot of people. So many. In what, three, four years? Well, 2018? Was that when you were Chrissy? 2019 was when Chrissy and I, and then okay, 2020. So this is your fourth? Yeah, 2020 and 2021 were just like a wash. Yeah. So this is kind of your third year then. Yeah, third to fifth. So <laughs> somewhere in there. Somewhere in that range. <laughs> yeah. Has the life of a professional beach volleyball player differed from what you'd expected at UCLA? Oh, uh, yeah. Every part of it is different. Really? Yeah, I think um, more challenging in terms of off-court stuff. I think so fun that I didn't realize. I've learned so much about what it is to like be a competitor and mm-hmm. like try and per- be an elite performer, essentially. Like, yeah. um, and so that part has been so fun. Like to try and get better at the simplest, smallest little details. Like I've loved that. I've loved like learning about like confidence and like my brother and I. Are reading or have read this book called The Confident Mind. Okay. Ten out of ten recommend. I like love it so I much. Even heard of it. Nate Zinser, I think, is his name, but he is a sports psych, and just like I've really struggled with a lot of like sports psych books because I am very realistic and I I struggle with the like sit, like the mod, I don't know just like the like fluff. Yeah. Um, and he just really writes in a way that I understand. And my brother, I don't know, it could just be that my brother told me it was good. And so I believe everything he says. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, like learning about those kinds of things and like how to improve and try and like perfect, but also just be the best that you can be has been something I did not expect loving as much. I thought I would love just like the playing and the tournaments and like, you know, being a professional, but it's really just been like the small things that I've loved. And, like, the travel, but I don't love that as much as I've loved, like, getting gritty and, like, trying. in the freaking gym. I love the gym. I didn't know yeah. I loved the gym, but, like, <laughs> I that's, like, my favorite part of the day. Like Lifting? Yeah. And, like, trying to, like, learn how to – the mind-body connection mm-hmm. and, like, firing certain muscles and, like, getting – like, making muscular gains and, like, yeah. that kind of stuff has been so fun and would have never expected that. It's so fun to see, like, expectation versus reality and then what you end up really enjoying. Right. Yeah. It's 
I enjoy such different things. Don't get me wrong. There's like no cooler feeling in the world than playing your sport and mm -hmm. like experiencing the highs and the lows. Like I posted a photo recently and it's like, how cool is it that I feel these emotions on a daily basis? Yeah. Like nobody at their work is like on the ground, like, you know, like that is so cool. And I feel yeah. like that's why sports are so incredible. And it's like why I still do this and why I love it so much. Um, so that is definitely like why, but along the way, the process, like I've loved these other parts that I didn't really think I would. Yeah. And I'm really excited to hopefully one day like get a team and like dive into like that team part of it, I mm -hmm. think would be something I would love to explore. And like, how can we best like just find a way to, we both have the same goal. Like how can we help each other, whatever it looks like to get there? Yeah. Like, I think that's so cool. And I am excited for when that happens one day. Yeah. Billy Allen, he put up a really good blog post after him and maybe I forget who he was playing with. Maybe Ryan Doherty. Or maybe John Hyden was playing with Ryan Doherty. He was playing John Hyden in the finals at okay. Formosa. And I want to say they were up 14-11 in the third set of the finals at the freeze. And they lost. And Billy was talking about how it was like one of the worst feelings ever. But he was talking to one of his friends who has like a standard office job. And he goes, it's so cool that you can feel emotions that hurt that bad. He goes, we can't. Most people can't yeah. feel like they can't feel those emotions where you just fall on knees and you're just like yelling yeah. and stoked. Like you watch a sporting event and you see the emotions that these people are feeling. It's like, yeah. I don't know. I think I've had great perspective because I work with two or I live with two girls who work nine to fives and like they just sit at their desk and like I get to like scream and yell and jump and like yeah. feel these incredible and don't get me wrong, the lows suck, but like. How special is that? Like, I don't know. I think being human is the coolest thing in the world. And like, <laughs> we get to be so human. Like, mm -hmm. we get to experience the biggest range of emotions and like, truly feel what it's like to like, feel and like that I'm like, addicted to. Yeah. I, I've recently come on board with that because it's just, the lows are just, you have to have them with mm -hmm. you. Like, there's, it's an inevitable part. That's the price you pay. That's the admission fee to yeah. feel the highs. And they effing suck, but... It just is, it's part of it. It's, and it's so freaking cool. Mm -hmm. I, I love watching like grown men to do it. Cause it's like one thing for women to be like, yeah, whatever. But like you see like a grown 600, not 600, 400 pound linebacker or lineman, like, like pounding his chest with like all this, like so much radiating energy. It's like that, like you imagine you saw somebody like that on the street. You'd think he's a right. crackhead. Right. But like, <laughs> right. it's just like, it's, we're allowed to in this space and it's so it, that's, I think, why sports are so incredible. Yeah, you see those moments. And it was really cool watching the La Paz semis mm -hmm. last night. Me and Dee were watching. And um, this guy, York de Groot, um, Dutch defender, phenomenal. Missed all of last year with a couple hernias. Oh. Like, I mean, and he's so young. Yeah. He was maybe 23. Oh, my God, that's so sad. And, I mean, he had gotten second at World Champs. They'd won Stad. Like, he was on his way. Misses the whole year. First tournament back. Wins a semi, and you could see that he was like barely holding it together. And his big blocker, Stefan Borman, absolutely love him. And he's just like cradling him, just holding him in. And, so and Delaney cool. was like, This is a lot of emotion for men. Yeah. It's like, and how cool is that? How and you, cool. You could see how important that moment was. For yeah. Him. First tournament back, he wins a silver medal. That's incredible. <laughs> so cool. I think that's something I like learned from my dad. Like, he doesn't hide much emotion, and like, he's like, 
anytime you call him, he's like, I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, live in the dream. Like, and he just like lives so fully. Yeah. And I feel like I was taught that at such a young age, like how important it is to like really live and feel like all, you know, just feel and experience. And so I think that's like, I, like you said, just watching people, especially when they overcome like stuff and Mm -hmm. it just means so much more. Like we put in so much, it's so much more than just like, you know, hitting the, it's all this work that we've put in this story and everything and just all the passion that comes out. I think is the coolest thing ever. It is. And that's why I love playing with different people too. Yeah. Because you really, you learn so much about a person. In so such a short amount of time so when much. you play a tournament with them. Good, bad, and ugly. Holy cow. I mean, you find out a lot about a person when it's 13, yeah. 13, third set, and they're like, hey. <laughs> yeah, and just like how they respond, how mm-hmm. they, like, they're, at, you learn so much. And I feel like I have got dirt on so many people now. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Because I think it was, maybe Gandhi said, I don't know, but they said you can find out more in an hour of play about a person than 10,000 hours of conversation. And I'm fully bought into that. Yeah. Cause it's like, you're, it's so raw. It's mm-hmm. like so unfiltered. It is like, you're like, and beach volleyball, especially, I feel like it's such a vulnerable sport. It is. Like you are just exposed. And for women, we are exposed in multiple ways, (laughs) (laughs) but really like, and there's nowhere to hide. Mm. There's no, like, you know, you don't have your football helmet on. Like it is such a vulnerable sport. And like, there's just two of you, like you can't have, you know, like it is, can't go to this person one day and this person a different day. Like it is so vulnerable and why, when you can, you know, go through and ride the highs and lows together, it can be like pretty cool. I think. I, I haven't so. done it yet, but yeah. I think. <laughs> I think so. And it just, you learn about relationship management. It's just so many skills. Yeah. It just teaches you a lot. It teaches you a lot. <laughs> I've learned so much since I started playing professionally. Like, I think I when I was in college, I think playing both, like, you're just not, you're just so busy. You're not even, like, diving into it fully. Now, I just feel like... Every year, it's like, what did you learn? Like, so much about myself, about how I deal with things, about other people, about, you know, everything. It's It forces you to, like, learn life lessons, which, again, is another beauty of sports. Yeah. And it's cool that you get, that you're internalizing them. Oh, yeah. And using them more yeah. and more and more. Totally. And I feel like it helps in, like, all of my relationships. Sometimes, it, like, the opposite, you know, not always good lessons, <laughs> but my relationships with everybody and myself and it, it's so like, I love anybody who's like pursuing a dream because you're putting yourself out there. And it's yeah. like, I could have a friend from high school, start a freaking straw company. And I'm like, I'll buy it, you yeah. know, like, because it is vulnerable to like put yourself out there and pursue your passion. And especially when you're the performer, like we're, it's, it's us, like yeah. it's a judgment on us, whatever we're doing. And, um, that takes a lot, and I think it takes a lot of courage. And so I just, like, really respect anybody who's taking that step and, like, mm-hmm. being courageous and doing that because it's super not easy. It's not. I will never forget this conversation I had with a photographer in Chicago in 2018. This was the first year I'd made a couple main draws in the AVP, and I didn't make it in Chicago, and I was just sitting there up um, kind of on the top of the stance, and he was shooting down. And he goes, I just want to say that, you know, I loved your writing and I love, you know, that you're chasing your dreams. And he goes, that's a really hard thing to do because when you chase your dreams, a lot of times you're going to fall short and that's devastating. And he said, just how much courage it takes. And I ended up writing a chapter about it in a book and I call it the wonderful misery of chasing dreams. 
Because it can be the highest of highs and just the lowest of lows that you didn't even know you could go that low. I think, too, in your case, too, like you didn't, you weren't like born into this or led into this. Like (laughs) you just found it, chose it, and went for it. And that is so hard to do. Yeah. So kudos because that is so hard. (laughs) Like, no, not many people are willing to just be like, I've never done this. Like, I don't really know it, but I don't yeah. know the world, but you are now like the world. Like you like <laughs> run this place. <laughs> like that is so cool. It's, it's been so fun. I think about it every day where I went out with Rafi today on the beach and it was like 1030 on a Monday and it was windy and kind of rainy. Rafi was like, I don't want to be here. And he goes, I love being here. We're on the beach at 1030 on a Monday that we just... You just make it work. Yeah. I don't know. That's well, what, I just knows? love The Alchemist because it's like just all about chasing dreams and just all the stuff just works out. Yeah. Even when it gets really hard when you're just doing the right things, things just, good things what happen. What was that, the award show that just happened and the best actor guy, he said something and I was fully sobbing. But he was just like, <laughs> I like almost gave up on my dreams. Like, and if I, like, I almost, almost did. And my wife didn't let me. And yeah. I just won, I think it was the Oscars. And he's okay. like, I just won an Oscar for the it's best amazing. actor. And he's like, I almost gave up. Like, don't give up. And I yeah. was like, okay. <laughs> going to get to <laughs> Okay. I'm not giving up. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Yeah. What are the big goals for you this year? Or is that kind of hard for you to set? Because you don't really know past April. Yeah, it has been hard. I think like um, I'm not ready to like give up on trying to make a run for the Olympics. Like I'm not like, okay, I'm I'm out of the running. Don't get me wrong. It's not going to be an easy thing, but I'm trying to still make myself as available as possible to do that. Yeah. Because uh, given an opportunity, I would love to go for it and fight for it. So that's kind of where my overall goal is. Um, and then, yeah, it's been hard. I wasn't expecting to have this situation with Carrie. So, um, just going to try and make the most of it. And then after that, I don't know, it'll be a big question mark, but I'm excited. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see after Brazil. Yeah. What it looks like. Yeah. Well, best of luck in Brazil, Z. Thanks. I'll be watching, commentating. Oh, you will be? Yeah. Be nice to me. <laughs> I'll be super nice. Thanks. And, You're always uh, For nice. the international listeners, there's 100% bias. Sorry. <laughs> Rooting for Zana. Okay. In Micah's game, the announcer almost killed him. Did you listen against to Lube? it? Against Lube? Yes. So I watched the the match that he won against Lube. Okay. I watched, but I was in and out okay. of the last one. So I, I don't know who's coming to Whoever it was is on my shit list. I'll have to go back and listen. <laughs> if he said Zaitsev one more time, I was going to just... Zaitsev is freaking good. Incredible. Holy Don't get cow. me wrong. He was unstoppable. Yeah. But then Namir would do something incredible, and I'm like, come on. Like He'd be like, oh, well, I don't know how we got that through. I'm like, he just got a great <laughs> kill. So mad. <laughs> That's how I do feel I need to check myself a lot when I do American matches. Yeah. Especially if it's like, because Kelly Chang and Sarah Hughes were playing the Clingers. Yeah. And the Clingers like stunned them. Couldn't believe it. And for a lot of times, like every time Kelly and Sarah would do something good, I was like, all right, you know, here they go. Yeah. Then the Clingers would do something good, and I was like... How about that, you Dory? Did, I listened to that one. You did good. Okay. Yeah. That's good. And in the beginning, you, like, came on hot with, yeah. like, but you were, like, I don't know, res- respectful. Yeah. And, like, you were, took the information and just was, like, okay, well, this actually isn't going how maybe I had expected. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because I love the clingers, too. Because oh, we I love went, them. We did a bunch of one-stars together. So I got to They're know them pretty awesome. well. They're, They're good. They're so nice. Holy cow. They're playing yeah. so well. Playing really well. Yeah. But I just, I feel bad because I always, 
obviously know more about the Americans. Right. And I have a lot more personal experiences knowing right. them as people and players. And so I always feel bad when I have this like encyclopedia on Kelly yeah. and Sarah. And then I'm like, well, the Clingers, you know, I met them in Bulgaria and wherever, and they're cool. Yeah. But that's all I got, really. Right. <laughs> so. No, you do a good job. It can't be easy. So people, we need to have more empathy for them. It's super fun, but man, I get so terrified. I'll go on like, you know, Twitter after a Monday Night Football game. Yeah. And people are like, I'm going to kill Tony Romo. People like, are ruthless. People are just ruthless. Man, everyone hates commentators. Yeah, I so think it I, is a tough spot to be in. Yeah, so every time I get on there, I'm like, ooh. Right. No, you do a good job. Thanks. And F the people, man. People are just mean, honestly. People are like starting to be mean on like Instagram to me. And I'm like, I just like, why? Who are you? Like, yeah. why do we care? I've never understood that. I've never understood it. The And what was, what blew my mind was the immediate character assassination that came from Miles Partain. When he left UCLA. Oh. And I was like, you got to be kidding me. Yeah. Like this kid, an hour before a beach volleyball match, is reading the Bible. Like give the kid a break. Yeah. <laughs> He's 21. Yeah. There's always more to the story. That's kind of what I'm trying to remember. Yeah. And so I, I don't, I've never really understood the online yeah. hate. <laughs> but when you come back from Brazil, you're going to have a niece or nephew to I come know. hang out with. I can't wait. Oh my God, it's going to be so exciting. You're going to be such a good dad. I hope You're so. going to be so fun. <laughs> he's going to he's good parents. He's going to be it. I think it's a he, but it I think he. I think he is well. Yeah. That's the main reason D wanted to find out. She's like, I just don't want to call her baby it. Yeah, that's tough. So we just call it baby. Baby. Yeah. Baby's going to be a lucky baby. <laughs> well, Z, always fun having you in Thank here you to chat. Thank you for having me. Uh, I guess this will not be a sponsor from you on that, huh? No, no. Forks. Sorry. No need to drink forks. You're beautiful, but this is not right. <laughs> well, our last headline was that you were the cheekest farmer on the AVP. Yeah. Are you still farming? Oh, yeah. Okay. We've got a lot going on. I know you got on. the vegetable garden. Yeah. you still have the chickens? I still have the chickens. Okay. But I do neglect them a little bit. I just don't have time. Yeah. It's, it's far. It's really far. Yeah. And like during COVID and everything, it was a different story, you know, but... Um, no, my grandparents live there and take care of them. And it's still very much a dream. And my whole life goal one day is to live an entire year off my own land. So I'm learning. But Animal vegetable miracle. Exactly. But no, not right now. It's, we've got more, more, more things that are taking priority. When your chicken coop business gets up and running, Mandy, I'll let you know. Test client. Thank you. <laughs> I'll give you a discount. <laughs> Thanks. Good luck in Brazil, Z. Thank you. Shoots. Shoots.